Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Welcome to our second part of the preview of the World Championship Cyclocross 2021 in Ostende. Yesterday we took a look ahead at the women's race and the men's under 23 race. And today we'll take a look ahead at the men's elite race and the women's under 23 race. With me here is once again the owner of Cyclocross Social on Instagram and the website Tom. Hello everyone. Our best graphic designer Isam. <laughs> hey everybody and our great analyst Tuan. hello as said we'll be talking about the men's race and the women's under 23 race first off the men's race we won't go into the details of the parkour too much because we did that in yesterday's podcast so if you want to hear more about the parkour go and listen to that one however we can't completely ignore what we have seen today today there's been some more footage come out of the parkour Antoine what have you seen about the footage and how right were we when we were talking about it yesterday I think we had a very good idea of what was going to happen yesterday and uh, we've certainly seen that play out everything seems uh, pretty rideable uh, there is some uh, sections uh, when we get away from the beach again that uh, from the sea again that uh, will be a little harder to write and uh, there you can actually lose some time so basically like we said yesterday yes the sand is there yes it will definitely play a role but there is also another part of the parkour which will be important as well and that could perhaps cause some interesting questions for the riders which tire thread will they use tom you've been taking a look at that today what have you seen indeed yeah it's been a bit of a mix of tire choice today the two main options people have been going for are the sand tyre, for example, like the Challenge Tyre's Dune option, or the Grifo, the more standard tread, which is kind of the, the intermediate tyre choice. And yeah, interestingly, Vanderpool went for the pure sand tyre, and we've seen a couple of other riders, Stebar as well, going for the sand tyre. But the majority of the riders have been opting for the Grifo, which provides a bit more tread, makes the sand a bit harder to ride. But on the other half of the course, it's much easier, much more grippy in the corners. The sand tread, basically, the tread is non-existent. So yeah, no grip there, which is perfect for riding in the sand. But on the other half, not so good. So it's really going to be, tyre choice could be quite significant on this course. And do you think that perhaps... If the grass section becomes really muddy and you would ideally want to ride a Grifo there, that the riders switch bikes every half a lap from a sand tire thread to a mud tire thread? Well, that could be the case. If they want to use the mud tire on the grassy or muddy half of the course, yeah, it's really not compatible with riding the sand, the mud tire. It's just too grippy there. So we could see every half lap changes. Obviously, you do lose a bit of time going through the pits. And I reckon it's going to be quite a fast passage of the pit zone. So we'll probably be looking at about five seconds lost every time they go through the pits. But then if you can ride the sand and if it's the difference, you can make up much more than five seconds there. So yeah, this could be a really tactical element of a race. It would definitely be interesting to see and I think a lot will depend on the weather as well because at the moment the weather forecast is saying it will rain, showers, but on the other hand I've also seen forecasts saying it might snow. So I think that will definitely play a key factor in that as well because I can imagine if it's wet that the situation will be entirely different than if it's dry. Indeed, certainly. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really unknown at the moment and it's such a unique course. But yeah, it's going to be a real challenge for riders to get this right. And yeah, it could be a 
race decision race decider just down to the tire choice tire choice will play a key role in what we assume will be a two-way battle for the win is some do you think it's right to assume that this is between van der poel and van aert yeah i think i think so i mean uh as as much as everybody i think wishes that it's going to be a battle with maybe also pitcock Ofreis was a pretty hard uh way of seeing the fact that those two guys are you know standing way above the rest you know let's hope that it's going to be a little bit more tight uh than it was in Ofreis, but definitely those two you know have are just a, a level apart from the rest at this moment and you don't have those kind of riders you know that often in um in a generation and it's so good to see that those guys are performing at that level and you know we can uh, really look to that and uh, appreciate what they're doing and out of these two guys van aert and van der poel they've known each other for years they've been fighting for years it's really a rivalry out of the book they don't speak with each other that much outside of the racing and out of these two guys who do you guys reckon has the upper hand is van der poel the favorite is van aert the favorite is it 50 50 is it maybe 60 40 or 40 60 or what, what do you guys think well i think sven nice summed it up really well today because perfectly suits van aert Lots of long power sections, sand. If it's running, you know, Van Aert's really strong running as well. But then he said, yeah, but Mathieu, anything can happen. He can always be the favourite. So, yeah, I think 50-50 for me, for this one. It's going to be uh, too close to cool for now, for sure, I think. I think it's a bit of a joke, pretending that this is, like, close. I mean, it, it can be close, but I, I, I just don't think that there is a role in which uh, Van Aert can beat Van der Poel on a parkour like this without Van der Poel having uh, like mechanical issues. I think Van der Poel is one of the best sand riders in the world, one of the most technical riders in the world. And I, I just, of course there are power sections, but these are in places where you're not going to have like a five meter gap. You're, you're already going to need to be gone, I feel like, especially... Uh, the one in the sand uh, at, at the beach, like I, I just, like, they might be slightly in favor of Van Aert, but I just don't think it's significant enough for this for them to be favorites together. Uh, I think it's uh, Van der Poel's race to lose. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Van Aert showed here and there, especially I think in Overijs and in Dendermonde, that he was strong, very strong, stronger. Um, but we don't have to forget that that were like the type of races that suited Van Aert more than Van der Poel every other race actually that Van der Poel suited him more that parkour Van Aert wasn't able to win that race having said that so I think that definitely there are some sections where I think that Van Aert is is very strong but I don't I don't think that Van Aert is going here on equal on equal terms i definitely think that vanderpool is the stronger guy vanderpool is definitely looking forward to the sand and van aert is definitely equally strong but we just have to see how he's going to manage through the sand and if he's able to follow vanderpool 
I think the Belgians are always going to hype any rider that stands a chance. Last year we saw it with Tonarts. As soon as there was mud, all of a sudden Tonarts was bombed to being the guy who could beat Van der Poel because he had beaten Van der Poel exactly one time that season when it was muddy in the Hotond course. Van der Poel went to the World Championships last year only being defeated once and that was by Tonarts there in Ronse. And yet Van der Poel became world champion by 1 minute and 20 seconds over Pitcock. So I think the Belgians are always going to hype up their own riders because they want the people to watch the race. And this year Van der Poel is going to the world championships being defeated a few more times. He's been beaten exactly four times so far. But at the same time you have to say in Herentals when he got beaten it was because of a puncture in Overijse when he was beaten it was because of a puncture only in Gavra and Herentals he was uh, in Gavra and Dendermonde those were the two times he was truly beaten so yes Van der Poel is the clear favorite for me at least because I've seen on the parkourses like for example Hulst and Hus de Zolder parkourses that come relatively close to this in my opinion that Van der Poel has had the upper hand. Van der Poel he can ride through the sand, he's won the crossing cockside despite being last in the first corner. I think that that's something that's easily forgotten. Van der Poel can ride sand, he can run, he's just not good in running if it's super long running sections which I don't see here on this parkour. Yeah, if, uh, on the running part, I think especially it's also l long running, um, but also if it's a lot of mud with the running. I think when you have a lot of mud or it's very hilly, you know, it's a different way of running well with the sand. You don't go, you know, you don't stick too much in, 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 in the sand. You can relatively stay on it. It's not as hard as running on, on mud or on a hill with mud. So... Uh, you know, I don't think there's going to be any difficulties with with Van der Poel running, and I definitely think that Van der Poel is going to be here the favorite. And Van Aert, yeah, has to do everything what he can to follow him in the sand, I guess. And Tom, you were the one that probably out of us thinks that Van Aert stands m the most chance. What what do you feel this way, and how do you think that Van Aert can make the difference then? Well, I, I'm not I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I, but I think coming into it. He does stand certainly a good chance because he's shown he's really on form. He came into the season a bit later again and yeah, the wins last weekend. He He's, of course, Van der Poel's had some problems twice with the punches, which you could say have cost him two, two victories. But perhaps I would say they cost him two battles with Van Aert. And we really haven't seen a battle between the two this year. So I'm really hoping this weekend's going to be the, the big battle and a great race to watch. I mean, I'm hoping for a battle as well. And I'm wondering how you guys see this battle or at least this race unfolding. How do you see this uh, at the start? Could potentially Quinton Hermans do what he always does and start really fast and potentially help Van Aert in that way? Or is it really and immediately going to be Van der Poel Van Aert into the sand as first and second? I think over the past few weeks uh, and months we have we have seen them really take it a little easier i think on the first lap not really getting to the front immediately so i think we might see this again at the world championships but if either of them are too far back in the pack um i, I think the other will just immediately start throwing the hammer down and uh, it will be a very long hour indeed the races have been a bit longer recently we're kind of looking at near 70 minutes 
it's obviously the start is crucial. You you certainly can lose the race at the start, but you can't really win the race at the start generally. We also have the big bridge straight off the start. Within the first minute, they're already climbing the 21% bridge. And probably a bit like the Koppenberg, you're not going to want to burn yourself out on this bridge the very first time. So we could see one of the smaller riders, perhaps, like you said, Hermans. He might push a bit harder on the bridge, aim to lead into the sand and get up get a good start and if you can kind of get up there that could be the difference between him kind of being able to ride near the podium perhaps if one of his rivals is kind of more like 10th there coming into the first sand so I think the start could be quite crucial. Yeah the start is always always going to be crucial because I think uh, mistakes can be made there and a race can be lost definitely but I don't expect that um, Van, der A- Van der Poel and uh, Van Aert are going to leave other riders going uh, down first in after the bridge section. I think they want to go first there, and I don't think it's going to be uh, a smart decision to be, be behind riders going down there because if somebody in front of you makes a mistake, you are uh, the, the speeds are pretty high there. So I don't think you have enough chance to avoid somebody there. So it's I think for the safety, you you want to be there in the front. Yeah, I guess, well, you could lose quite a bit of time. It's a really fast section. If you make a mistake coming off that bridge, you're going to have to run a long, long way. And yeah, when riders are coming off the bridge at near 40 k's an hour into that sandpit, then yeah, you could certainly lose a big chunk of time. And how do you guys feel about the start of Wout van Aert? Because the last couple of weeks I've noticed that his initial getaway is good. He's always alongside or at least within the first three going into the first corner. But then in that first corner he's often pushed away. And then when you get the next long shot you're looking where's Van Aert? Oh Van Aert is fifth or sixth. You guys think that that is an issue or is it more a coincidence? No, I, I don't think it's an it's an issue because I think that Overijs has showed it really well that uh, there is nothing wrong with the starts of Van Aert. I think he um, he showed there that he has still the exlo- explosive power to lead a, lead a race and be at the front and decide the pace at the first lap. I think it's a shame that we couldn't see the battle there between the two because that was really going to be interesting to see how 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 the differences are between the two. Um, I think that Van Aert will not have a bad start at the World Championships and I, I think there is no real big issues there. Are there potentially any other riders you see coming close or if not close, who do you guys think will be battling for the bronze medal? I don't think you can ever count out Pitcock. He's shown really he can peak really well. And yeah, last year I think that was a bit of a surprise, second in the World Champs, having not really been on the podium all year. This year he's obviously had his win Gather and Namur, yeah, really strong again. And he's been the most consistent third place behind Van Aert and Van der Poel. So I would certainly say for me, he's the favorite for third. And you never know, he could just maybe, maybe second. I, I don't see him getting the better of both Van Aert and Van der Poel. But if one of them makes a mistake, has a problem, yeah, certainly second as well could be a realistic prospect for Pitcock. Yeah, and I think if you had to point out a third person that could win the world title year, he is definitely it. Um, I do think that for bronze, he could lose it to Michael van Turenhout, who's been having a very solid season this year, and uh, maybe just a little more experience in that type of racing. 
yeah, I think for sand race, probably you should also look to uh, Laurence Zweig. I mean, the guy, when he sees the sand, always, uh, you know, lives up to his expectations, or most of the time he does, actually. You know, I, I think that Laurence Zweig is more hyped than ever for a World Championship, and this might actually be his chance to get on a podium. It would be his first medal because the last time he was actually competing for a medal that was in BLS. Well, we all get you can all guess what happened there. He punctured just like many riders there, and since then he never came close to a medal at the World Championships. I definitely don't count him out. But on the same, he hasn't impressed me this season. I'm more impressed by Pitcock and Van Tournout, and I think Van Tournout deserves that bronze medal. But Pitcock might just be the better out of the two, but that will definitely be very close. Antoine, do you potentially have any riders to tip for a surprise top 10 position or maybe even a top 5? No, I, I think uh, Suta is a very nice one to name. Uh, always, to me, looked like someone that was doing really well on sandy type bar courses. So I think he is finding one here at the World Championships. So I think a 6th, 7th place, something like that might be in the cards for him. Uh, but uh, there's some very talented riders. Uh, like uh, Ezer Beta and uh, Tone Artstyle, of course, will be uh, fighting for the remaining top five places. Okay, guys, then a final question about the men's race. What do you guys expect of three-time world champions Denek Stibar? He says he has secret hopes of a bronze medal. What do you guys reckon? Uh, for me, I'm, I'm not really buying that, sadly. As much as it would be great to see him on, on the podium. He's not done a single cross race this year. He's going to be starting near the back of the grid, probably maybe even the last line, because he will have no UCI points from this year. So that's obviously going to cost him really badly at the start. And yeah, it really, the sand is really difficult. If it was a kind of more grassy course, yeah, maybe the transition from the road may be a bit easier. But I think, like we saw Van Art race in Zilvermeer, just to get some practice on the sand, I really think... You cannot expect too much from Stebar this weekend, sadly. Yeah, I think if he had come out uh, saying that he was hoping for a 10, uh, I would still be saying that it was optimistic. Um, as Tom said, he hasn't raced all year. Uh, last year, it looked all right, but it wasn't too amazing either. So I'm, I'm really not expecting anything from him. I, yeah, I agree with you guys. I don't expect too much from Stibar. He won't come close to that bronze medal. I mean, of course he can surprise me. He is a three-time world champion after all, but I highly doubt that. I think if he rides in the top 20, he's done a good job. And if he ends in the 15, he's ridden a really good race. And if he ends in the top 10, well, he's delivered a world-class performance. And I think that that's really all we can expect at the most, the top 10 for Stibar. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know how he came on this idea, but it it seems to me like it was an idea that came on the fly. Somebody that really wanted to go back to cyclocross for one more race. And yeah, I don't think that we have to expect too much from him. Uh, it would be a big, big, big surprise if he even managed to get in the top 10, yeah. Then it's time to go off and predict the podiums here for this race. Isam, can you please, 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 please predict somebody for the win that doesn't have any bad luck because i mean you have a reputation <laughs> yeah i have um yeah so normally if you know I'm, I'm looking at it objectively but i i wouldn't mind if van der Poel is going to win so i'm gonna play this tactically this time so i'm gonna say that van aert van aert is gonna win the world championships and if he does i mean then i'll look very smart 
And then I would say that Van der Poel is going to get second. But I think, though, that third place is going to Laudensweg. Well, like I said before, I think it's going to be a battle. I'm hoping for a battle. But if I had to actually put... Uh, I would I would be going for Van der Poel for this one. I think he's... Yeah, he's had a few more defeats than usual which, compared to previous years against Van Aert. But I'm expecting him to come out good on Sunday and ride away and take the win. And yeah, for the third place, Pidcock, I, I think, will be uh, on the podium again. Third, may, maybe even second even. But yeah, if I had to call it, first Van der Poel, second Van Aert, third Pidcock. For my predictions, I'll be going with Van der Poel to get his fourth world title. Uh, Van Aert in second and Tom Pitcock. I think it will indeed be Mathieu Van der Poel who will be joining Roland Liboton. I mean, I forgot to mention this. The winner between Van Aert and Van der Poel, considering they take the title, they will come off four world titles uh, tied with Roland Liboton, all-time great of the sport. And I think it will be Van der Poel in front of Van Aert and then first, third place to Michael Van Turenhout. Well, there's another race on the Sunday in the morning, actually, and that's the women's under-23 race. We'll be taking a short look ahead here because tomorrow we have an interview with Anna Kay going up, and that will be a more in-depth detail. What does she think about the parkour? How will it influence the race? Nevertheless, we deserve to give some attention to this race, so we will do that. Who do you guys see as the favorite here? Because I see a wide field of favorites at the start. Indeed, yeah, I think it would have been a really open race. Plenty of favourites until last weekend where we really saw Manon Bakker come through. Two third place finishes in really strong fields. And I think that makes her, in my opinion, the firm favourite for this one. But there's certainly a whole bunch of riders who also could take the win. So yeah, my prediction will be Bakker. But yeah, there, there are certainly others who will be aiming for the gold as well. Uh, I, I think personally that this is one of the widest fields that has like a chance of winning i think um we're talking normally about two three four favorites but in my opinion there are actually a, f- a few that can can win this of course you had uh last year winner of the world championship Riverall, who was struggling a little bit this season but you know it's a world championship so you never know uh i think Buk peters had, had had done great this season uh of course fuss was very good so you know there are a lot of of, of women who, who actually have a chance of, of winning this world championship or be on the podium. So it's a very wide field and also very hard to predict, I guess. And then you haven't even mentioned the likes of Van van Empel, Inger van der Heide. Who else is there? Anna Kay, uh, Fukune. Definitely a wide open field with a lot of competitors for not only the win but also for the entire top three. Then I think we'll probably see uh, what, what looks like a bit of a trademark by now. A quick start by Anna Kay, and uh, it will be interesting to see how far she can uh, pull that through. Out of these people, I mean, Tom already said it, he thinks Bakker has the best chance of winning. Twan and Issam, what do you guys think out of these riders? Who do you guys reckon has the biggest chance and who will be the biggest opponent for them? Yeah, I, t- I tend to agree with Tom here. Bakker is some very, very impressive rides this last week before the World Championships. But I, I think Inge van der Heide is really the type of woman to get everything right on the World Championship and can really come out of a sneaky corner 
and uh, it, it will be an interesting race. Certainly, parkours that suits her as well. Yeah, I, I think that that Bucker is definitely you know one of the favorites, but I think that Vash will also be up there. Uh, I think that Puk Peterse will also be be up there with with the best. Uh, and then it's just gonna be interesting who else will join the party. But I definitely think that those three will definitely be um, the women to watch out for for a podium. I can't agree with what Tuan said about Van der Heide. I think Van der Heide definitely has a good shot. This parkour is near enough perfect for her. And if I'm going to be honest, I think Bakker has been pushed into a favored role. And it's something she's not used to. She's never been the biggest favorite in races like this. So I think ultimately pressure will play a role for for in that race for her. I think she will feel that pressure. She will feel the need to carry the race. Unlike Vash, she hasn't carried races. And I think ultimately that will cost her. I think that, in my opinion, others can take advantage of that. And with others, I mean riders like I expect Vash to be up there. And I certainly expect um, Van der Heide to be up there, as I already mentioned. And I don't as much expect Puk Pieterse. I mean, I'm a big fan of her. I've raced against her myself. But the last couple of weeks, her performances weren't as great as they were before. For more in-depth detail, I will once again refer to the podcast that is releasing tomorrow morning with Anna Kay. And for now, we will make our predictions. Time for the top three. Twan, go ahead. I'll be going with Malon Bakker as the world champion ahead of Inger van der Heide. And uh, then we got to give uh, third place to uh, Anna Kay. I'm also going to go for Manon Bakker as a winner, but I'm going to say second K and third Van der Heiden. Well, I, then I'm going probably with um, Vash winning and hoping that they don't have bad luck at that point. Um, and then probably I think Manon Bakker second and third for Peterson. I'm going with a different approach. I'm thinking that Van der Heide wins here in front of Vash and Van Empel. Well, with that said, it's time for us to wrap up this second part and last part as well of the preview of our World Championships here in Ostend. Hopefully we will have cool racing this weekend. And once again, tomorrow there's a podcast airing with Anna Kay where she will talk about her ambitions, the parkour and her opponents in the race of Sunday. Tom, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Tom and Isan, thank you for being here as well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for hosting. Much appreciated, guys. We'll be back on the Sunday morning with a podcast about the races of Saturday on the Monday morning with a podcast about the races of Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Enjoy the racing this weekend. Goodbye.